0: And welcome, everybody, tonight for our nice, impromptu episode tonight. We actually don't usually go live on a, what day is it, a day Tuesday?
1: It's Tuesday. definitely Tuesday, yeah.
0: It's Tuesday, perfect. Um, but we were actually very lucky to get a, a chance to speak to Craig Williams, who has created a great horror short film, which is named The Worm of Bulk Pin Barris." Did so I, I close. Right?
1: Bulk. What? Bulk,
0: book book i think he <laughs> said we could say it anyway so i, I i'm right, taking 10 you, to 10 the worm of
1: james you. Penn Barris, then
0: because i am terrible <laughs> usually at pronouncing even like scottish words so so it's actually excellent to me <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: you know it was actually it was it was nice it's nice to get an opportunity to see something from from wales it's not something that we're too exposed to up here so mm-hmm. um it was really quite refreshing and yes I look forward to talking to mr Williams.
0: There's there's a lot to unpack, which is great. Um, you can find the worm of bulk pen penbaris on the Arrow Player. You can go ahead and download load that on any Apple and Android device. I'm showing my age now, eh? Apple and what do you call the phones? And um, but if you can <laughs> if you you can access this basically on any device that is able to to play the Arrow Player. So we suggest you go ahead and do that, especially once we chat to Craig here. So I'm going to go ahead and bring him in, ladies and gentlemen, Craig Williams. Craig, how's it going, my man? oh All right, guys. Hey, hey. How's it going? Ah, great. Um we actually hot off the wheels. I actually I tend to wait till um till I'm closer to the interview before because I like to keep it fresh in my mind. And um so I watched today, I watched the worm of Bulk Pen Barris. And I mean, before we even get right into that, we always like to find out a little bit about the director, the writers, right? And how we do that is by asking what are your favourite films? <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> uh my favorite film is kubrick's eyes wide shut oh nice yeah yeah that's my uh wow that's my go-to answer
1: do you know man i never seen that movie as oh, a, as so a film fan i'm disgusted with myself for it i've never <laughs> ever seen it and i think it was because it came out at a time i mean it, that came out when was it 98 99
2: 99 yeah i
1: think so yeah so i would have been about 14 then and i think my my parents told me it was it was rubbish, but they hadn't seen it. They just didn't want me to watch it.
2: <laughs> I, I think that's what got to me. I think that's what did it at the time. It was the first fight. Like, I'd started getting into Kubrick and everything. And then this was the first Kubrick I could actually see in the cinema, which you know mm. seemed like incredible. I think I was about 15 at the time, 14, 15. I thought, oh my God, I can actually see a Kubrick film in the cinema. This is, And this will be the last chance. And I yeah, think it just yeah. stayed something quite special. You know since then, I even have the mask from it tattooed on me as well. I oh, excellent! That, yeah, I'm <laughs> properly obsessed with it.
0: Yeah, well, I'm very impressed because usually when you ask a movie fan, What's your favorite film? they're like, Well, that's a, that's a loaded question, and then they've got at least <laughs> 10 of the favorites from each genre. But you were like straight in there with your absolute favorite, which is uh, which is dedication because I don't think I could commit. I think Never Ending Story is no. right up
2: there. <laughs> well, no, uh, yeah, I've seen you... it on your uh, on your site. You've got the graphic oh, yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I, uh, It's actually, it's actually. Um...
0: Oh no, he's away. Oh, he's back. yeah that was quick. Uh, is it. Oh, he, he's just back. disappeared and came back. <laughs> oh, hey, that was fast. Hey, eh? that was crazy. um Yeah. So, are you? um Are you, are you a genuine horror fan, or are you kind of like? Well, we're pretty even. Like I say, we love stuff that from the early childhood never in the story goes right up to all the terminator films so we're very much we love horror but we're pretty widespread what about yourself would you say that you're pretty widespread when it comes to films or you do you stick to a couple different lanes
2: uh no i'm definitely quite widespread i definitely watch as much as mm-hmm. i can but horror is something i've i always come back to any kind of like horror exploitation um kind of action and anything anything genre related is always going to be like really my kind of thing but i'll give i'll give anything a go (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: a great that's a great attitude that's where you find the real hidden gems eh? um before before we talk about about what um what the film's about are you by any chance a gary moore fan
2: gary moore the blues guitarist
0: yes because by the way the score to your film i'm hearing a lot of (laughs) gary moore <laughs> Was that intentional, by any chance? I can, I swear he's, he's
2: going to say no. Look, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't think about but I'll have to tell. I'm uh, I can't imagine the composers are big Gary Moore fans, but I could uh, I could definitely mention it to them. From
0: what I'm hearing, right, yeah. there's a song called Parisian Walkways. Parisian right?
2: Walkways, yeah.
0: And if you listen to, it, you're going to go back now and listen to the. Score. Oh God, I've
2: heard it. Yeah, I know. I know it's what you mean. They're right, isn't it? <laughs> it's there it's yeah. in your score and i
0: thought i wonder and then you came up here with the black sabbath t-shirt i thought yeah. guy likes good music
2: so it could be uh, it very much it. Could i'm be. not gonna i'm not gonna not hear it now that's ah, it. Right? <laughs> yeah. you've, you've just, just ruined
1: out. the guy's own film form <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no,
0: hey, you can't use the word Gary Moore and ruins in anything unless someone <laughs> portraying Gary Moore. Um, no, there is no ruin when it I, comes to Gary.
1: Actually, Moore. speaking speaking of the score, I mean the the score is brilliant. I mean for Absolutely. a for a, yeah. for a short for a short <laughs> horror, the 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 music really has to grab you, and it does. It, it's really yeah. quite. It's, it's almost was almost other. No, not Gary Moore. Like I, hadn't, <laughs> I never even made that comparison. Um, but for me, it just it felt like I was somewhere else, and mm-hmm. it, it was it, it was really well put together. Who who was your composer, and how do you, how did you get to to work with him? Uh,
2: so the, the composers are um, Kian Kiaran and Dav Yeyan who were in the band Super Fairy Animals,
1: and uh-huh, right. um,
2: now are in the band uh, Das Coolies. So there was the. The Welsh connection there, but I was uh, nice. obviously a huge fan of the band. Anyway, huge fan of of um, of Keon solo stuff. So when the opportunity came up, it was yeah, obviously I was gonna I was gonna awesome. say yes. I couldn't believe they'd actually do it. Um, yeah. And in order to do the score, they just sent lots of um, lots of snippets of tracks for me and uh, my producer Jules to to listen to. So it was just amazing. It was like listening yeah. to a band i love putting together something and i just kept having to think oh my god it's for my film
0: do you know (laughs) you can you can actually hear it that's like for me what straight away stood out aside from visually how beautiful it looked and almost had that kind of old style grain to it as well but it really did stick out the music i was like oh wait a minute here because you don't you don't hear music like that in films or even short films to say the least yeah, like it's not something I come across all the time. Uh, we've got a comment here, Chris McPhillips. How's it going, mate? He says, Evening gentlemen. Just a reminder, you can put your questions in the comments and I'll bring them up here for Craig for um for you guys to we've got other filmmakers that like to pop in here. Chris is a filmmaker as well, so you'll probably get some filmmaker questions. Um so <laughs> what what inspired you to create this story? I mean we'll we'll get into the story in a little bit. I don't know how spoilery we want to go. I mean, there are to me it kind of felt like um the worker man almost I had a say it in the same kind of vein. And Dead Man's Shoes, I felt there was a lot of... Have you, are you a fan of Dead Man's Shoes, by any chance? I, I
2: love Dead Man's Shoes. When, when we were sending the script to people and we were trying to describe mm-hmm. you know, what the tone's going to be, um, we were saying, you know, we were using stuff like Wicker Man and things, but we say for the, for the actual tone, it will be Kill List and Dead Man's Shoes. That's you know, excellent to... that I managed to pick up on that then. Well two, two films that kind of have that kind of 70s style, but still absolutely feel really contemporary. Still feel contemporary as well. So it's not just like your, you know, you pastiche in that 70s style. You're actually doing yeah. something with it. So yeah, I, the, those Kill List and Dead Man's Shoes were mm. were at the, uh, absolute uh, forefront of my mind. That's
1: yeah, even the, the the opening title sequence with the the old fashioned credits and the, even yeah. the font, the color, and yep. then I got little vibes of American Wolf from London. Just looking uh, at the, I wrote that down as, as well. The it's it's so well put together man there's 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 something there's mm-hmm. something magical about watching something you you know is brand new but feels like it's from another time absolutely um, what's what was your thought process behind the aesthetic <laughs> of it
2: it was it was really tricky because I, I mean i love that kind of i love that 70s style i love a lot of um European genre stuff from the, from the seventies, like Jean Roland and Jess Franco and stuff. So mm-hmm. the, the main thing for me was to try and pull back on that. Cause my, my temptation would be to go right into <laughs> it. And I think it can look like, it can look a bit detached and a bit ironic if you're doing that now, you have to be really good to do that. And I don't think I could have pulled it off. So I thought, right, I'll, I'll make everything look modern and feel modern. But the one indulgence that I did allow myself was that kind of hammer style, credit sequence yes. in the beginning i know it's like a massive indulgence to put credits at the beginning of a short <laughs> film as well but I knew it <laughs> as, as i was doing it and and i thought you know when we were when we were editing it i thought no this is fine and then i go to film festivals and watch it i think ah, i think I, this is for me this is just for me you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad i did because it does give it it does give it a specific look and they were done by um richard wells who is just absolutely amazing when it comes to this kind of like folk horror stuff um Mm -hmm. he's worked on a lot of um he's worked on some ben weekly stuff and inside number nine and things so Mm. i think we have quite a similar taste in things and um i knew that i knew that his style would be absolutely perfect for this and it's the same he did the posters as well right and the fonts there that you can see on your on your screen the old 70s it
0: is. It's excellent. I actually love a lot of stuff like that. Um, one of my older, older favorite films is uh, Young Frankenstein. Um, I think maybe, <laughs> like, I don't think there's a better Mel Brooks film than than Young Frankenstein, and it definitely has that type of
2: vein. Why
0: don't so like, like you just I... drop
2: that in then and then move on and be like, if it's no better Mel Brooks for the young Franco, right, let's move on. <laughs>
0: well, it's not open for discussion, is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's an
2: objective fact. Yes, fact let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way, that's just the yeah, way we roll, it. Right? Stanley Kubrick film is always right. Shut. Sure. Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: just the way of it, isn't it? Um, the, when I kind of done a wee bit of research on this film, uh, what, what I do love when it comes up saying something like Welsh folk folklore, I love that you can go to a town and there's stories that they may tell in the tavern and those become short films. Was there ever was this a story you'd ever heard, or did you just kind of draw inspiration from some of your favorite films? What was the the catalyst for for this story being what happens and how it happens to this guy? Uh, yeah, guy. He's Having the um, best time. Yeah. No, he's
2: not. Although, um, as the lead actor kept reminding us, he had been in the spa for two days in the run up to that, so you mm. know he had a horrible time hanging from a tree for. <laughs> half a day but apparently deserved it. um yeah the um i, I mean I, I i love the folk horror stuff anyway like you know the the, the wicker man and blood mm-hmm. on dog soldiers things and half the mm-hmm. and yeah dog soldiers I, um so I, I knew i was going to do something folk horror but i wanted i, I was kind of conscious that a lot of the folk horror stuff comes from comes from english folklore um mm-hmm. and i wanted to do something that was rooted in welsh folklore so i took um a really an old Welsh myth about a, um, a kind of rene- a, a renegade Welsh king who escapes from the English and tries to build a city in Wales but the um, mm. the ground is poisoned because there's a dragon in there so in order to build the city <laughs> he thinks he has to sacrifice people to the dragon so that, that it kind of cures oh, the land nice. and that has a happy ending but I thought what if? <laughs> that is true and it had been going on for like hundreds and hundreds of years that we were just making these endless sacrifices to the dragon so i thought okay well, let's let's try that and i think just the idea of making a sacrifice to a dragon to save your village or something is a very good folkloric uh and, and, and mythical oh, idea that i'm quite drawn to
0: yeah. i never I, picked I, up that it was a dragon actually i thought it was um, some <clears throat> did that uh, well that's what
2: the worm the, the word worm comes from in in the poem Beowulf um, the right. old English poem Beowulf, it's the it is a dragon. it's the word that's used to refer a to refer to a dragon. and I mean that makes it sound really intellectual, but also in loads of video games, um, <laughs> the dragon will be a worm oh. in uh, <laughs> Yeah, if you play uh, Dark Souls games, there's, uh, there'll be a. Worm. I never
0: played yeah. it. Dark Souls yeah. for me was the one. All my all my good gaming friends were like, "Yeah, it took me this long to do it." So I was like, "I'm not even going to start on something I know I'll get hammered at." So I stayed away from Dark Souls. <laughs> Skyrim though. Skyrim. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. There's a worm in Skyrim, I
0: think as well. Yeah. There is actually. There's not a sword named the worm.
2: <laughs> oh, is there? Okay. Well, yeah, my there's... favorite oh,
0: weapon we- was the wabajack.
2: <laughs> there's a.
1: Song. I like. I like Super Mario. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a gamer. (laughs) It's it's a tough world for me when we start talking about games. Um, But the uh, the the fact that this is this is obviously um, a Welsh language uh, film. Uh, What what I loved about that is the fact that when something gets put in front of me, that's not my my native tongue as I have to concentrate on it. The, and yeah. you can't you can't get distracted uh, which is actually wonderful for me because it's i've i've got two kids and a wife and a dog and um I literally just locked myself in this room to to watch this tonight and I loved the fact that I had I had no choice but to concentrate and it, it and it it makes you get more sucked into to what's actually going on uh, just going back to uh, what you were saying about a ritual that carries on for centuries and centuries it would have been so easy to have this go kind of silly and have them all in cloaks and stuff like that yeah you just yeah. having it in the modern day setting and modern day clothing actually made it more uncomfortable um I,
2: I, yeah i wanted it to i i know that like <clears throat> i love it when people have you know clothes and robes and there are big rituals and films But it feels feels easy it feels like a kind of thing like you can um it would feel like giving up to do to do that within in this particular context. I wanted this to feel like it was actually happening in that world. I wanted the juxtaposition between like these like 70 genre ideas and something that would be a bit more real. And I also like the idea of it just being these like these like angry old men who were just fed up with it, you know? Like, oh, God, we're going to have to go and do this now. Yeah. Um <laughs> because you kind of you, I like stories where you're you're dropped in the middle of something. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is it's quite a simple story, but I hope that you get the sense that there's something much bigger going on around it. Yeah. And I didn't mm-hmm. want this to be like the first time they do it or the last time they do it. I wanted it to be just another time yeah. that they have to do it and hopefully get those dynamics coming across. And I thought these kind of guys wouldn't be the ones to wear robes. These are the kind of guys no. who would do this and then go and play golf afterwards.
1: <laughs> yeah, nah. one of them certainly yeah. seemed to be enjoying himself.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah definitely yeah. and i think we got
0: to see the the sacrifice that was all right because whoever that guy was that got done in he probably <laughs> i mean they were doing the mum a favor right by going yeah she'll, she'll not miss him. they're, they're convincing <laughs> themselves that what yeah. they're doing is all right because he's a wee dafty yeah you know I mean, there's always <laughs>
2: rationalizations yeah
0: there was there's yeah. definitely that we've got a couple questions here donna says hi guys how are you doing tonight we are splendid donna and um, we have a comment here from julian allen says see also the layer of the white worm ken russell
2: uh, julian uh, julian's the producer of the film he's my he's my friend right. creative partner in all film stuff so Excellent. Uh, yeah he's... Oh, julian.
0: Ah. we'll definitely need to check that out um we've got a question here from chris mcphillips this is a blind question as i haven't watched the short do you think old celtic countries have similar theme when it comes to folklore and indie filmmaking
2: um i think so. i mean i'd like to i'd I'd love to see more of it. I, th- I know mm-hmm. that um, I know that there's a lot of it out there, and it's certainly increasing. Um, I know that there's a um, the, the filmmaker Paul Dwayne in Ireland has just made a film called "All You Need Is Death" about a cursed um, an, an old cursed folk song, which sounds absolutely amazing. I've not had a chance to watch yet, but it seems mm-hmm. to, yeah. I think I think the um, the stories are there. The, the stories mm-hmm. are there to be um, uh, to be used and brought in. I think there's um when people think folk horror, they, they definitely think about English stories and, uh, and mm-hmm. English places. So, you know, yeah. why not? It's all um, it's all there in, in Wales and Scotland and Ireland.
0: Uh, uh. So from when you went from process of coming up with this idea um, for people like Chris that are young filmmakers, what what was it like for you taking this idea from your mind to paper and then from that moment to then taking that to the screen? Was it quite... Was it fairly easy for you this time round, or was that quite a harrowing process? Uh,
2: this is uh, this is my first film, and I, uh-huh. I'm I'm 38, and I've been my like, I've been writing scripts and things for a long time, but I never just I never thought I could do anything with them. I've never even mm. tried, you know. I just kind of write them and then they stay there. And the same with this. I wrote this in the in the pandemic, um, and I left it. I just left it there, and then I just started getting a bit antsy and um, <laughs> I had a I got a small uh, small child, and uh, I just thought, you know, I want, I, I I don't want him to look at someone who I like, had all these dreams, and then turn around and said, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't actually do them. I just like have all these kind of things I didn't do. So by the mm-hmm. time I actually turned my mind to it and thought, right, this is going to be the one I make. This is going to be the film I actually try and go out to make. It was quite quickly. It did it did happen quite quite quickly because we just. Um, we just put everything, put everything into it and tried to get it done as, as as quickly as possible. You know, before I regretted it and changed my mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what what's um? How did you go about funding? Was it was it self funded, or did you manage to secure any funding for it?
2: Um, yeah, I've had a I've had a day job for twenty years. I think that's how it that's how it was funded. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was self funded, um, which is an a really vulnerable making situation to put you to put yourself in, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when you have lots of lots of responsibilities and things. But I I think it was the only it's also, you know, it's betting on yourself as well, isn't it? It's Mm -hmm. well, if I think I can do this, then what am I willing? What am I willing to put into it? Um, Really stressful thing to do, but I don't regret it. Um, I know it's very hard to get uh, horror and genre films made, um, especially if you're looking for public funding and things. So I knew that if I wanted to do it myself on my on my own terms, then that was that was the only real option.
1: Yeah. How did you go about the casting process?
2: Casting? Um, I, I worked in a theatre about um, 15 years ago or so, and I remember mm-hmm. the casting person that we used there. So she I I, I remembered her name and went back to her and um, <laughs> uh, she yeah (laughs) for the lead the lead actor is a um a kind of a a a welsh language rock star and when i was a kid he was he was my favorite singer my favorite musician as a kid and he acted a lot on welsh television as well and i thought I, i kind of wrote it with him in mind but then thought i don't know if he'll do it he doesn't do that much stuff anymore and he's certainly not done horror um but we asked him, and uh, and we had a conversation with him, and he actually agreed to do it. So I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't believe it because he's like a, a huge a huge deal to me. But I'm so so pleased he decided to do it. That's
1: Sometimes amazing. all you have to do is
0: ask.
2: That's, yeah, that's the thing. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know.
0: We've we've been there. Self. How did you find yourself on Arrow's radar? I mean, it was that quite a, how like you must have been must have been great when arrow said you know we're going to put this on our streaming service
2: oh it was just yeah absolutely amazing i i love everything Arrow do they're like just an amazing force for good in the in the genre space and i'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of arrow player as well yeah. um i think i was they were at a few festivals that that this film had been at as well and mm-hmm. i just kind of um I, I was sending the film to lots of people lots of people whose whose work i liked including you know distributors and things like that as well mm-hmm. and Alan Simmons, who works at, at Arrow, I th- uh, who's the who runs their Arrow player, watched it Thank and you. came back with some lovely comments and just made the process so easy. And I just feel I just feel so lucky. It's just a, it's a great home for the film. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have, couldn't no. have, couldn't have dreamt of that really.
0: That's because you're kind of being brought into a family when it comes to Arrow. I think
2: the stuff yeah, that de- uh, they do definitely they take and great is, originals. Eh? They 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 do, and, and they don't mm-hmm. take that many as well. So I definitely mm-hmm. feel really lucky because you do. When, when you're doing shorts um i guess you think you're gonna play festivals and then you know what what happens to it then you either mm-hmm. put it up somewhere yourself or put it on a Vimeo page or something so i didn't yeah. really think about what that step would be yeah. um and then we've got this with our own we've got something else coming in the us as well so it's just yeah it's really exciting it's just the, the yeah. perfect home for you it you
1: made it across the pond
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i i um yes I think it's uh, I think it's a nice novelty, maybe Welsh Welsh horror. Yeah. I'm trying not to overthink it. Just
1: just over overthinking overthinking is never really a problem of ours. <laughs> 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 just see whatever comes in your head.
0: <laughs> Always works. Uh, Chris McPhillips <laughs> ass. Is your short pure horror, or does it swing into drama by any chance?
2: Uh, I think it's uh, it kind of um, unfolds like a kind of gangland thriller until it goes mm-hmm. full horror at the end. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like uh, it's like you know I try to do it like get Carter until it becomes the Wicker Man.
0: because <laughs> we for for anybody that's not seen it will not waste too much of it. But it starts off where you're seeing a lot of what looks like a, a really cool town um, with a nice a nice feel to it. The, the guys get together and they're like talking about you know this thing's becoming more frequent now. We've got to do it so we know there's something going on until um, it basically gets a... stale. <laughs> but um, <laughs> But you, you kind of see the process of the guys going on. Oh, no, no, it's like a chore that they all know yep. and they all agree. You know, I think they leave their their morals and everything like that at the door. Everybody in yeah. that town clearly knows what's what and what has to be done. And I think the the best kind of outcome they can hope for in this one is that they find someone worthy of going up to the tree. That's what I took away from it anyway. And um, and then you see a, a lot of stuff happening without actually seeing it, which I'm a big fan of. Not seeing like a dragon. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine if you had to actually create a dragon to come? Oh, well, on screen. I,
2: I think that's <laughs> been the. A few people have really uh, have said, "Oh, I really wish you'd have seen something." But I think, like, uh-huh. the, the, I can't even imagine what kind of money you'd need to to show something right. that doesn't look stupid. Um, <laughs> because I, I, I'm a big fan of not seeing stuff as well, but yes. um, you know, I'm also I'm also I don't like the whole like. Ah, yeah, but do they see anything? Is it a metaphor? I think that's kind of like a bit lazy as well. So um, I was conscious mm-hmm. of it. I wanted to make it. I wanted to make it clear that yes, there is an actual thing there, but I can't, yeah. I can't show you because um, you know there are there are constraints, yeah. and I think that I think there's a way around it.
0: Well, it's very good. What you done there actually was you got so close to the guy's face that I was struggling <laughs> to get a decent screenshot. Right, so I thought that's yeah. excellent because you're seeing nothing but terror. He sees what it is and we should be able to understand that whatever that is, is evil and not good for him. That's all you really yeah. need to know. It's like it's actually like lovemaking scenes, right? You get the <laughs> scenes that, that, that you watch it and you go, why did we need to see that? Like, all you really need is someone kissing someone, take their hand, walk into a room, the door shuts and the sun comes up it tells you this it's, <laughs> it does the job right you don't need to see what's going on in that room but sometimes it ju- it's just the case you know what i mean i think sometimes <laughs> less is more yeah, yeah, right
1: i think i think in reality though the door shuts and then you just sit on your phone until you fall asleep <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> um, so is there bigger plans for this then would you like is the plan to turn this into something bigger being a feature um, or
2: not not this specific one um mm-hmm. i mean the, the plan is to carry on making uh making films and stuff and we've got um we've got something on the boil at the moment that i mean i am dying to talk about but i but i can't um but yeah the the, the plan is to do something else but it won't be it won't be with this particular story but hopefully it'll be uh it'll be in a similar register and uh and in a similar does it have, well
0: uh, technically if i ask you questions you're not telling us right you could just kind of say yes or no so does it have dragons
2: <laughs> uh no, it doesn't have dry, It doesn't have is it horror? It creatures. Uh, yeah, creatures. yeah Creatures. Oh, a creature feature. Nothing excites there are, us. There's there well. there some set? kind of there's there's some kind of creatures. Um I don't want to jinx it. I don't don't want to jinx it yet, but uh yeah, we'll see.
0: Uh, excellent. Hopefully well, you'll see, definitely need Hopefully
2: to, see
0: them. Yeah. You'll need to come back on when it comes out or when when the news is public and we'll, we'll chat about it. I love creature features. Yeah. What's your favourite creature
2: feature? My favorite, uh, oh, it depends on what you think of a monster. Does the, the vampires count? Mm,
0: I don't know, <laughs> they've, they've become like so normal now that, yeah, um, uh, I, right I, right. I'm talking more like the gate, uh, the critters, <laughs> okay?
2: Yeah, well, the gate is terrific, obviously, phenomenal, um, right?
0: One of our favorites, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah,
0: really good. We actually had Tibor Takas, the guy that created the gate, on this show. Um, and the way we you know you were saying earlier on all you need to do sometimes is just ask well you will never believe it but Mac actually just phoned them on facebook randomly (laughs) just phoned tibor takas the guy that made the gate the guy that that made tina the uh, sabrina the teenage witch he just phoned them one night and was like hey do you want to come on our podcast and he's like uh yeah
2: It's gonna work. Yeah, it it's gonna work.
1: Sometimes, though, isn't it? Um... Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger never picks up the fucking phone. No. I never <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: but that that was that was phenomenal. That's, that happens to be one of our favourites. Is the gate? Is, it was done at a time where you know we didn't have the technology that we do now, and it was done so effectively. So, is your your new feature gonna maybe have something in the same
2: vein as the gate?
1: <laughs> you, um, look at you hoping!
2: <laughs> I, I'll say that I like I like physical effects. I like um, the best. Know, yeah, best. actual practical actual physical effects. But you know that might be we'll we'll see. Yes, well, I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to leave the yet, guy
1: man. alone, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming on the
0: show and I'm like, tell He's me what you're next walking my in. way out <laughs> He's
1: like, tell me or I'll take you up to the tree. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all right, he deserves it, Jim. <laughs> it's the cameraman
2: um, you want to watch. He comes really <laughs> that's, that's, that's <laughs> that's that, that's like close. Speaking video.
1: of cameraman, what did you shoot on? Uh, 16 mil. <laughs> wow, that was mil. that's brave. Um, uh, yeah, and expensive for a self-funded.
2: Yeah. I uh, uh, I think you know what I think if if you wanted di- <laughs> saying this like I know, but like from the ten minutes I spent looking into it, if, if you wanted <laughs> like really high grade digital and everything that that involves the workflow, I, I think it would have come to round about the same thing. And because right. the, the the camera crew that we worked with was so good that, and they were used to working on film, and yeah. so. It's um, and the DP himself mainly, mainly just works on film like 90% of his stuff is on film. So from, from their perspective, it was just what they're used to and what they do. The only, the, the scary thing for me was just the not being able to see it straight away, you know, having, <laughs> at the end of our shoot, having all the cans ready and then thinking, right, nothing can happen now. I can't crash the car. I've got to take, <laughs> take this to Kodak to, to get processed. Um I think it's worth it. I think uh, shooting on film can give you a kind of production value like very few things can. I yeah. Think yeah. it looks like it looks like films that, you know, we 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 watched you know, whenever everything was still being shot regularly on film like, ten years ago. Yeah, how was... how did
1: that feel to hold a can of your own film in your hands?
2: Oh, it's amazing. It is amazing. I, I mean I love I, I, I love like film film as well but having those having all that stuff is just amazing i came home and put the cans down after coming coming back from we shot it in wales and coming back in, in england where i live i put the cans down and because of all the vinegary smell all my cats were like in there smelling <laughs> smelling the smelling the film as well
1: <laughs> why not i have it in
2: my wardrobe it's in my wardrobe now behind me just these cans of film stacked up there that's right, you get to keep it in
0: yeah uh, it's it's definitely it's something to be said um the way you've done it it definitely stands out from a lot of different horror shorts that we've watched i mean there are there are a lot of the you do get a lot of the same type of stuff um but this for me again it did feel like i was watching something that was made ages ago and is brand new even just that was kind of some of the notes i took with when the minute it came on was one the score was excellent and just not something you hear all the time and two it looked and felt like watching i don't know if you go back to the 90s where you're, you're aware of a tv show called rabsy nesbit yeah right yeah. not the content but the the way in which you if i would sit and watch rabsy nesbit right now it reminds yeah. me of a time that no longer exists and you're filmed yeah. in the exact same way but so kudos to you you've done done really well how how were you and the team at the end of the process how how, how was it received from yourself
2: uh for me um I, I was i was really emotional about it at the end. yeah um it, yeah it was really strange it was all it was you know very stressful everyone was very determined and we had such a great time on set but after after the last the last day just like walking back mm-hmm. into the hotel room and thinking that we'd done it I, I was i felt felt really emotional about it It was something i've yeah. had to do for so long and uh yeah it just it was a really strange feeling
0: and you've been able to see it from beginning to the end and i suppose you've proven something to yourself as well when you say yeah. right you know um and did you guys have like a a wee cinema date together to watch it for the first time what was what was that like
2: we did we we, we yeah. had yeah we had one in one in cardiff and one in one in london and that was just that was great it's still yeah. it's it's really weird seeing it in a, in a cinema because i keep thinking every time i watch it in the cinema i think I've got to take this in. This might be the last time I see it in a cinema. I've got to really like focus on it, and I just like worry about every, you know. I think, oh, I hope I hope people are enjoying it and things. But it's a real, it's a really strange feeling going, going and watching it in a cinema. But you know, a a dream come true. I definitely would never take it for granted.
0: Well, so you can't tell us what's next. Um, I was going to ask, like, (laughs) what 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 should people look out for next? But I can't. Essentially, can't. Um, what would you like to be next after your next project? Well, what the <laughs> next let's forget that you're I'm, not doing anything coming up
2: after that. I'm, I, I'm for me and uh, me and my producer Jules are for hire for anything, anything horror, ghost related. Uh, yes, in, in, here we're uh, we're available. Okay.
0: So just basically well, looking to keep adding.
1: We'll keep we'll keep you yeah. in mind.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay. Excellent. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Look at you trying to make it out that we are even in the same league, Matt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like to try, you know. God loves a tryer. <laughs> no,
0: it's um, it's been great having you on. Um, and we're really happy that Arrow are doing a lot of these short films. We've enjoyed watching them. Um, we do have another interview coming up for the Monkey's Paw on, on Sunday at nine pm. Um, oh, we've yet. I mean, imagine we had to. because we, we, we've we've now reviewed four short films. I don't want to be like, oh, this one. I don't want to rank them. Because <laughs> uh, I don't want to. You're be not going to be
2: one of the people Just... on letterbox like ranking four films. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to how how do you rank things that are so completely different though? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah if exactly. you were all if you were all making the same film, then then I think you could essentially rank who done it best. But they're all yeah. about so diff- so many different things. So all I would say is, we have so far four really great. Uh, horror short films from Arrow, and and I need to actually check out more. I mean, th- we've just been lucky enough to speak to you guys, but if this is the bar that Arrow are setting, I think Netflix and all that should really follow and have a subsection that says, you know, here are all our, our short films that you're able to to view on on a on a Netflix scale. I mean, we, you guys would agree with that, right?
2: Yeah, there, there are so many good horror shorts out there. It's it is ridiculous. Like the 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 standard that's out there, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it just didn't. Going to the festivals in this country and seeing the kind of the stuff people are making, they need mm-hmm. you know they need somewhere to go afterwards. Definitely,
0: absolutely. We have a comment here from Julian saying, "Loved all the Arrow Sharp shorts. Big fan of itch. Uh, you <laughs> might want to check out our interview with the, <laughs> the creator of itch because she have you uh, do, have you seen itch yourself? Yes. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved it. Great. Did you have you spoken to the director at all? No. No, I haven't. She is excellent. She is a lot of fun. Somebody that you definitely could go on a night out with and would just take over. She is a, <laughs> she's a blast. So what we've learned from this experience is it takes a certain kind of person to to really push forward their ideas. And you guys are all a big creative bunch that we're very happy to, to have spoken to. So thanks again for giving us your time.
2: Um, yeah, no problem. No problem. We'll I'm always definitely...
0: After. No, our pleasure. We definitely will recommend The Worm of... Block Pin I said that right right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Which is about a dragon, and I didn't even know that. Which <laughs> Pete's, Pete's Dragon happens to be one of my favorite Disney films, and I didn't even know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> but, but, um, it's
2: not as sad. It's not as winky as Pete's Dragon. Uh, Elliot,
0: <laughs> Big Elliot. Uh, so yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And I I, 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 encourage everybody watching and everybody listening after the fact to go to the Arrow Player and check out all these great short films. Um and we're going to keep an eye on you. Can we find you on socials?
2: Yeah, I am on Instagram at, uh, at Mon- MondoDraig, Craig with Mondo. a D, which is uh, Drag is dragon in Welsh. So, yeah, Mondo Drag Mondo. and uh, at Worm Film on uh, on Instagram as well.
0: Perfect, perfect. Um, so, everybody, we implore you to go ahead and follow, and we'll do the same. And I'll maybe give you a wee shout when we figure out what it is that comes next, um, because <laughs> if it's a practical creature feature, all over it. All over. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> that's been Thank amazing. You. Thanks again, Craig. Have a good day. Luck. Take it easy. Thanks, mate. man. Like Bye. You. Thanks. That was excellent. Um, what a guy. I mean, I think for us, watching a short film is great, but when we're able to speak to the people directly who kind of conjured up the idea, and took that from A to B to C and now D, where we are, <laughs> or, or the the G, the gibber. Um, <laughs> That's, I think that's amazing that's amazing <laughs> g. um do you <laughs> that's a g mate i'm burst yeah. i'm burst <laughs> I'm, I'm burst um what, what the... it's hard would be hard. so hard to rate them but they very much are like really 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 good and this one for me really stood out because they're just it's it's absolute caught it's like a it's like a an homage to movies like T- um Texas Chainsaw Man's go. <laughs> what the hell man no, where is your what? brain going man <laughs> no it's not even my brain my brain knows what i'm trying to say it's not connecting here mate i felt so dizzy all day
1: um, <laughs> see what you said it reminded me of rob seeing us, but i was like what the fuck <laughs> no but do you not get what but i mean? I understood though? i understood after you explained it but when you first said it i was like where is he going with this <laughs> no definitely so I, I don't a... remember i don't remember a guy in a string vest taking a canary for a walk
0: <laughs> 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 no it's, it's most definitely um the fact that he he managed he and his team managed to put together something that like you said at the start felt like something that we'd never like the, 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 that we may have missed mm. from the 70s but it's brand new which for us is 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 excellent
1: you know yeah it's like a, it's like a classier grindhouse <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely and the, the fact that he shot on 16 mil as well is amazing i didn't i didn't expect him to say that i i, gen- I genuinely thought <laughs> that he would have done what most people do and just go digital because mm-hmm. it's easier it's like nope no nah, they went yeah. 16 mil that's fucking brave well done
0: I know, I know. Um, usually, I mean, you guys are not used to seeing us here live on a Tuesday, but like as we said on our last episode, we do our best here to to do the best we can to get these interviews with you guys, and it just so happens that we were lucky enough to get a hold of Craig tonight to do this episode. This Sunday coming at 9pm, we do have The Monkey's Paw, and that was written by a guy called Ben Kaplan, who. And and the Monkey's Paw is, is a hammer film, by the way. It's a hammer short. And it features quite the cast, actually. You've got Ben himself, who he's he's been in movies like Leap Year, Rock and Roller, The Monkey's Paw. And he's he's got quite he's quite a hitter here. He's done a lot of good, really cool stuff. Um, but the cast from the from the monkey's paw itself, are you aware of Ian Gilder? Ah he's in game of thrones torchwood he's probably been he's got the face that everybody recognizes
1: His dark you know what, materials. I've, got this, I've got this thing that happens to, in my mind when i hear the, mm-hmm. the name ian mm-hmm. i picture like 50 uh, different actors and smash all them together i don't know what it is it's just with that particular name i don't know what it is he was also he was also in dark ditties presents the watching hour ah. from our good
0: friend gary smart in the in the gang so <laughs> a lot of crossing of the paths um this it seems to episode. be the way of
1: it especially with within the the british filmmaking mm-hmm. industry you cross a lot mm-hmm. of paths you make a lot of friends you make a lot of fucking movies so we do
0: it yeah absolutely and um, so i'm really looking forward to that we'll watch monkey's paw just before we before we go live on sunday night so thank you everybody for tuning in with us tonight and bringing up your questions and we look forward to you guys joining us on monday where we review the monkey's paw with the guy that wrote it and directed it, Ben Kaplan. J-Mac, you
1: looking forward to it? Absolutely. You know me, yes. man. I'm always up for a new challenge. Of
0: course. <laughs> and as always, huge thanks to the team at Fetch, Genevieve, Josh, Tom, for setting us up with these interviews. Thank you to Arrow for graciously giving us these guests and the screeners to watch these films. Um, good guys. They, they, they're like our big brother slash sister, right, Arrow? They really look out for us, don't they? Yeah, They're always yeah. so sound, always so good to us. Um, so we want to support them as much as we can. So everybody that doesn't yet have the arrow player, go get it, subscribe.
1: If, if they are our big brother and sister, they're clearly a lot older than us because, you know, when they're close together, they just fight like hell. So <laughs> nice uh, big age gap, always yeah. look after uh, them.
0: <laughs> they're Looking out for us, of course. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for joining us tonight, taking some time out of your evening and you probably have work in the morning. So thank you. It's actually... <laughs> Very well appreciated. If you've never, if you don't, if you're new to the show, hit the we subscribe button. If this wasn't for you, we definitely have plenty. We've got about 300 and odd episodes in the archive. We do cover, uh, we, we cover conventions, interviews with celebrities, and all that cool stuff. There's something for everyone. So go back and have a look. Hit subscribe, check out what's coming up next. Also, if you're aware of anything that we should cover, or you'd like to see us get a specific guest on, cover a movie, hit us up at jibberjabberscotland.gmail.com or hit us up in the just hit message on our Facebook, Twitter, wherever. We're everywhere. Just get us going. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us on the go. If you go out for a run, a jog, a swim, whatever, put us in your ears. We love
1: coming in your ears. <laughs> That's just filthy. Also, <laughs> if you want to see us tear a shit psychic, a new arsehole, look up our <laughs> interview with Daniel Jackson. That was <laughs> <fucking> awesome. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, I will.
0: How do I segue from that? So on that note. You can't. Nah, absolutely So thanks again guys And we will see you on the flip side See you on Sunday at 9pm Make sure you go to Arrow Player Watch the monkey's paw So you can bring some some knowledge to the episode Pop it in the comments and we'll bring it up And you can speak to the man himself Ben Kaplan on Sunday 9pm Thank you very much Now over to me in the outro Playing my instruments, my cool outro
1: <laughs> First time First time, I look right. forward to hearing it class take it easy guys see you later alligators